Hi, I'm Siobhan Hunt and this is Kindling Conversation, a Kindling Kids radio podcast. Just a quick note before we get into the next episode. If you haven't already, I'd love you to rate and review Kindling Conversation wherever you get your podcasts or if you enjoy the episode, share it with your friends. All right, thank you and on with the show. So, you've come to the end of your exclusively milk-only journey. That is, you've come to the point when your baby seems ready for solids. But how do you start to introduce them? Like everything with parenting these days, there is a, there's lots of advice on how to do it right. You can start with purees or you can start with solid food. Annabelle Carmel is a best-selling author and she says you don't need to choose one or the other. You can mix it up and choose what works for your family. Her latest book is called Baby Led Weaning Recipe Book, which is fairly self-explanatory, but she joins us on the phone from the UK now to explain a little bit more about it. Hi, Annabelle. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you. Annabelle, what's meant by baby led weaning? Well, while other parents start out with smooth purees for spoon feeding, baby-led weaning is growing in popularity and it's a method which forgoes purees and spoon-led feeding and instead, you simply let your baby feed herself. And I think that the ethos behind this is that the baby is given the chance to explore a variety of foods and tastes and textures for themselves. So first, your baby probably won't be very good with her aim, but the more you let your baby experiment, the quicker they will be able to feed themselves properly and it will help develop their hand-to-eye coordination. Now, I always thought baby-led weaning was with solid sort of finger foods, but um, are you saying that you could do baby-led weaning with um, purees as well? Yes. So it's all about the baby taking the lead and the baby feeding themselves. So it's not only finger foods. It could be the baby having something in a bowl that they're feeding themselves. It sounds so, really messy. Yeah. <laughs> it is very messy. So you want to put a splash mat under your high chair. You probably want like a bib with long sleeves because you're just going to like draw a deep breath and just let <laughs> them make a mess. And it's no good wiping their face because they'll just get annoyed with you. <laughs> the thing is, it's very important you choose the right foods when you start because to begin with, you need to kind of melt in the mouth textures because I think a lot of people will worry quite rightly about the possibility of a baby choking because it's... Babies are born with a natural sucking reflex, but they have to learn to swallow. And even if they bite off something, they may not, not, may not know what to do with it in their mouth. So if you're going to start weaning earlier than six months, which some people do, baby-led weaning probably isn't the best option for your first foods. It's probably best to go with purees and then move on to the finger foods at six months just because babies may not be able to have the hand-to-eye coordination to feed themselves properly or to chew their food. Now, you have written uh, other books, of course. You've written uh, recipe books for purees as well as this baby-led um, weaning recipe book. So if we could just take it one step back and um, ask, how do you know when your baby's ready for st- solids? So, well, there are a few things to look out for, that they can stay in a sitting position and hold their head that's really important. The coordination of their eyes, hands, and mouth, so they can actually kind of pick up food and kind of get it close to their mouth. That's a good indication. And then also, like, yes, they probably will have a little bit of a gagging reflex, but if they can 
actually take food into their mouth rather than sticking their tongue out and pushing it out of their mouth. It means that they're probably ready for food. So being able to swallow, because they need to learn to get food from the front of their mouth to the back of their mouth, which sounds like so obvious to us, <laughs> but it's something that babies actually have to learn to do. And we need to be okay while they're learning how to do it. Yes. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Annabelle Carmel, who's a best-selling author on children's food and nutrition. And she's just released a book called Baby-Led Weaning Recipe Book, in which she's talking about baby-led weaning, which uh, Annabelle has explained is just allowing your child to feed themselves benefits are that they uh, are learning hand-eye coordination, they're stopping when they're full. I know that I had a tendency with both my kids just to keep feeding them um, and just shoveling it in. Annabelle, how do we make sure that the solid food, as in the finger food that we give them, not the purees, how do we make sure it's safe to eat? You've just spoken about choking then, but are there any tips you can give us on how to choose food that they won't um, choke on? Yes. Actually, it's slightly larger pieces of food than you might imagine because babies hold food with their fist. So if it's a very small piece of food, it will kind of disappear into their hands. So like a five-centimeter piece of steamed carrot, which is firm enough not to disintegrate when they hold it in their fist, but soft enough that it kind of melts in their mouth so that they won't choke on it. So you wouldn't be giving raw carrot to a very young baby. You'd give steamed carrots. You'd give something like steamed broccoli florets because... The stalk is easy for them to hold. You might give like pieces of soft toast or soft fruits like pear or banana. And interestingly, probably wouldn't completely peel some fruits because if you peel pear or peach, it becomes very slippery and very difficult for your baby to hold. And the skin is actually where a lot of the goodness is. And they're actually able to digest like and eat very thin-skinned fruits. And even with banana, you're probably better off like cutting your banana in half and then cutting away the skin but leaving a little bit of skin at the base so they can hold the banana with the skin on the base of the banana rather than squishing the entire piece of banana in their hand. (laughs) So it does sound like it's strange, but in a way, leaving a bit of the skin on makes it easier for your baby to hold the food. Your book, you in your book, you say that you're giving parents the opportunity to choose what works for them when it comes to introducing solids to a baby. How how do you mean choose what works for their family? So you can, I think there are some some things that probably parents don't fully understand, and, and probably the thing about weaning babies now that a lot of the recommendations are to wean babies at six months is that formerly we just gave fruit and vegetables for literally four weeks. But fruit and vegetables are very low in calories and they do not provide the nutrients that a baby needs at six months. So the way you wean a baby now is you give fruit and vegetables for a short while if you're you're going to wean at six months and you've got to move on to things like chicken, fish, meat, boiled eggs, cheese very quickly within that six months because the iron that a baby inherits from their mother starts to run out at six months. So if you're only starting to introduce food at six months, you do your fruit and vegetables for a few days and then you move on to pieces of salmon maybe cooked in the oven and foil or a piece of chicken or a mini meatball. It's different to how we used to wean babies because if you're weaning your baby at say 20 weeks, you've got the opportunity of giving fruit and vegetables for four weeks before the baby absolutely needs to have iron. 
So the age you feed your baby will make a big difference on what food you're giving your baby as fast foods. And I'm assuming that um, by working with families, that for you, eating together is important and, and also not having to make lots of different meals yeah. for everyone? Yeah, so my book, my Baby Led Winning Recipe book, actually is designed that all of the food is so yummy that you can eat it for your own dinner and for your baby. <laughs> Sounds... And one of the things I make, which is so popular, I wrote a book called The Complete Game Until the Meal Planner, which is my best-selling book. It came out in 1991. And I've written 43 books now on feeding children, particularly young children. But that book had one particular recipe in it. It was probably the most popular recipe in the entire book. And I made it up because my son would not eat chicken. But I made up these chicken and apple balls made of minced chicken with grated apple, a little of onion, some herbs, a little bit of breadcrumbs. I put them into a food processor, whizzed it up, made them into a ball and baked them in the oven or you can lightly saute them. And they're really popular. And I realized that babies like these small pieces of food and little balls very easy for them to take up in their hands. So in this book, I did like salmon and quinoa balls and chicken and butternut squash and energy balls and I found all sorts of ways to literally make amazing things that you just put in the food processor, form them into balls and make them for your child. But they're so yummy that you can eat them for your own supper. <laughs> as as minced up balls or do you have the solid food yourself? No, you have them as the minced up balls. They're <laughs> small balls. So like a mini meatball but in all different things inside them. And then I do things like broccoli, chicken and potato bites and lots of delicious foods that you know, they're so good that adults would love it. And I think, you know, the idea that babies only like bland food was something that I thought was true when I started to wean my babies. But I questioned it because why would babies like bland food when adults don't like bland food? So when I first started to write my books, I did this massive baby testing of foods and recipes that I developed. And I tested on like 50 babies at a time because I had a big kitchen table. And they were all over the place. And they didn't like the bland food. They liked the food that had taste doesn't mean you have to add salt. You can add herbs or cheese and all sorts of things to make food taste good. And my book was so different because it made baby food taste delicious. And I think you have this window of opportunity between six months and 12 months when babies eat very well. And then at one year, their growth rate slows down. They become more fussy. But the more interesting foods you can give them and the more variety you can give them, the less likely it is they will be a fussy eater. So what you do in those first few months is so important. You're training your child to have good eating habits. So and, it's got to be tasty food, in my opinion. And uh, and you have three children of your own that are not quite so small anymore. What role has eating dinner together played for you as a mum? Now or when they were little. Oh, I mean, yeah, I guess now. Well, we were all cooking, for example, tonight. I had my two daughters here and a friend of theirs, and I was there, and we were all cooking. And I tell you something that I did that was such a good idea every Friday, and they were only like four, five, and seven, I got them to cook dinner for the family. <laughs> so I would like chop things up, and they would like assemble them and put them together. And then they would serve the food, and they learned to cook, because every Friday they would cook for the family. And they could also invite a friend over. And you know what? Kids love to cook, and they love to do things as part of the adult world. And a fussy child who's cooking is more likely to try new foods. So that is a really good tip. I love it. Let's have to go start it with my own kids. <laughs> yes, it's, it's just never too, too, too early to start. You're surprised what they can do. I do a lot of work now in Australia because we do a whole range of food in Coles and Woolworths. I mean, I never thought I would have a food range in Australia, but I was rung up by the number one food, frozen food company. And now I've developed a range of like 20 different meals. And it's fantastic. So I come to Australia quite a lot and I'm very impressed 
with all your recipes. One of the recipes I made in my range is your butter chicken, <laughs> which I love. We have something similar in England called chicken tikka masala. Yes. But I learned how to make butter chicken, and I really say, I think it's fantastic. Such it is, a great dish. It is delicious, though. I don't know Australians can claim it as their own. <laughs> oh, well, anyway, it's very good. We actually have, in England, the best-selling food and drink app, and it's really popular in Australia. So it's another resource for parents where they can get recipes for their child and always have it in their pocket on their phone. And it's worth, if you do have a baby and you're looking for inspiration for recipes, just check it out on the App Store or on Google Play because it's got over 250 recipes also for baby-led weaning and traditional weaning. And what's it called? It's called Annabelle Carmel's Baby and Toddler Recipe App. Oh, well, that's an easy one to find. Well, thank you. And Annabelle, thank you so much for your time today. It's been so interesting. It was great talking to you. That's Annabelle Carmel. Her latest book is called Baby Led Weaning Recipe Book. And as she mentioned, there is a fabulous app. I like the sound of that. And we'll pop a link up to it on our website. Just head to kindling.com.au. We're the Beanies. Get your child off screens and into their imagination as we explore how bubbles are made. What's in a sneeze? Achoo! And what's with the weather today? Professor Know-It-All knows. Hello, Beanies. Hello. The The Beanies. A podcast just for kids. Subscribe now on iTunes or listen anytime on the Kindling app.